0: Hello, world. I'm Jared Cunningham. This is the Freelance Forum Spring 2022 podcast and webinar series. Uh, over the years, the Freelance Forum has been made possible by support from the National Union of Journalists and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, for which we are very grateful. This is episode number 36 on the topic of uh, selling overseas and uh, into new markets uh, with uh, Fergal Gallagher. Hi, Jared. Nice to join you. Hi, thanks, Fergal. Uh, could we just start, could you just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and your background first for everyone?
1: Sure, Jared. I am I'm a producer for ABC News. Um, I've been working for ABC News since 2015 um, and have recently just moved back to Ireland, so I'm uh, One of the benefits of the pandemic, I'm able to work remotely from from here now, so I'm continuing with ABC News. But um, in in terms of my background in journalism, um, I actually came to journalism relatively late uh, in life. I I did a a master's in in journalism in in my thirties, worked for the Irish Indo uh, for a little while and freelanced in uh, my undergraduate was in was in tech so i freelanced as a tech writer for a little while and um then moved to new york for separate reasons and uh, managed to um uh, land at abc news um so uh what I, what i've been doing for them ever since um again related to my tech background is um uh i, I the visual verification is 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 what we call it at ABC News. It's a a, a team uh, I established a few years ago at, at ABC News, and basically it's fact checking for videos that we get mostly from the internet or social media and other third parties. So, um, you know, any video that goes out on Twitter that uh, that goes through our team to check that it is what it purports to be, um, and it's not manipulated or edited in any way so that it's kind of okayed for broadcast. Um, so that's, that's mostly what I do for ABC News as well as reporting because of those worlds intertwined reporting on disinformation. So uh, primarily to do with the social media platforms kind of Facebook and Twitter and how they handle um, fake news or dis and misinformation on their
0: platforms. Could you talk to me just through how did you get from I assume your master's was in Ireland, yes? Yes. So what was the path from there to working with ABC? Sure, yeah. Um I,
1: not not a straightforward one, I guess. Kind of unusual. I I did a um master's in journalism at independent colleges, Dublin, which um as far as I'm aware is no longer operating. Um uh but was part of the independent news and media group um so as from there I, I did a part-time was working from there i got a placement in the irish independent as as part of that and worked a little bit for the indo on the, on the news desk I, um i think i i always wanted to get into working on a news desk and I, that's where i kind of sit on it as as part of the news desk in abc now um but had done that, and then did a bit of freelancing there. I um, I then worked for um, a couple of online publications. Um, there was a, a, a small publication in Dublin called Digital Times that I, I kind of wrote for. Um, it was more to, to kind of get um, get writing, I think, which put the main thing. I, I got I got out of working there. Um, and then we moved it was really for my for my wife's work that we moved up to new york in 2014 um, and from there i again kind of small mostly small online publications i i was writing uh about the tech world and, and startup world in new york city um i kind of how that compared to silicon valley that kind of thing Um, But I had, I'd also, from my social media research, uh, before I left Ireland, I had been then in NUI Galway, uh, working as part of a research team there into this kind of um, verification work on videos. And there was a a team of technologists mostly down there, but I I was um, the journalist on the team advising that team and how to build tools on how to verify content and we did in part of that project we did some work with storyful um, which you know uh, some of your listeners might be aware of that was founded by uh, mark little and they went through a, a few various pivots when they started out but they, they eventually became kind of the gold standard globally on verification of social media videos um, and so i i i knew a few people there um and actually when i when i went to, to new york it was through contacts that i kind of half knew at storyful to be honest um they weren't good friends or anything who put me in touch with a few other people and i i i uh kind of badgered people into meeting me for coffee and going for lunch and eventually i met someone who had uh just come from a meeting with someone at abc news who said they were looking for someone to do exactly this kind of work that i that i ended up doing so um i think i did an interview and it was nearly a year later i think when the position actually came about um so yeah that's kind of how i how i got in there really kind of working as a freelancer for a number of years first and then then eventually get a got a staff position at at ABC
0: for a freelancer who's um, still based in Ireland I mean this is quite a small market which is uh, why I think talking about uh, the US uh, is so attractive but uh, what advice would you give someone Who's still here, but would be hoping to pitch as a journalist, as a writer, uh, trying to get a foot in the door in those markets? Are there particular publications or outlets that they should target, or is there a particular kind of story, or am I completely missing the ball, or something else altogether?
1: Sure, I um, I, I I've been trying to kind of think about how how best to place this. I I mean, I I think. From just talking to to editors and, and and people I know in in the media in New York, it's probably a similar answer to what an editor in Dublin will give you. Um, is uh, you know, it, it, there's some slightly different circumstances, but it's it's basically try and give a specific pitch, um, and you know, obviously, the most important difference between pitching something here and something in the US is. Is you're pitching to a different audience right and 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 i guess explain to them why why the u.s audience would be interested in that um one i guess difference from from working in, in news um in ireland and, and the us is i think we tend to have a larger focus on international news uh primarily as a result of not as much news happening in Ireland, I guess, as as necessarily happens in the US. Um, but you know, it, it, it certainly uh, you know, US, US news their their foreign teams would have much bigger budgets and much bigger reach than, say, you know, f- foreign news teams for for Irish publications. Less of their coverage is taken up by foreign foreign news. So if if for pitching a a story. You know about something in Ireland need would need to be um, at a, a a higher interest, I guess, than something that maybe we might publish on America, for example. Um, so I definitely keep that in mind. You know, have having said that, um, obviously in the US you've got the biggest publishing industry in the world, so there's there's a wide array of publications that you could pitch at, and um, you know it doesn't have to be an Irish centric uh, story, you know, particularly uh, one thing I think we're, we're, we're quite well positioned here in Ireland is with all, all the big tech companies here. And, you know, just something that's a personal interest to me is, you know, about how Facebook manages content on, on their platform and, you know, that Ireland is obviously playing, a bit of an outsized role in that story in terms of um because facebook have their headquarters here and they're subject to um enforcement of eu laws in ireland so that's certainly a story that is of interest to the us with facebook just being such a a a big us company um and also you know a story about what affects facebook users in ireland it affects facebook users the same way in the us or any country so you know those kind of on, online stories i guess can can translate very easily you know the the other kind of great level i think or have seen stories do well from all over the world and in the last couple of years is the pandemic and that we've had this global experience that pretty much everybody on the planet went through something similar at the same time so you know, there, I I'm seeing a lot of stories at the moment about kind of returning to normal, returning to work and, and that kind of thing. And 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 those are kind of universal topics, I guess. But I, I guess for, for kind of specific advice is, you know, give 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 a very um as much detail as you can and and pitch it, you know, know your publication. You know, that's that's obviously, you know, really important. You know, if if it's a a video story, you know, for ABC News, you know, makes do a little bit of homework and know know a little about it. That, you know, I I I think a story pitch from here is very unlikely to get into the evening news, uh, which is the world news tonight for ABC News, but there are other platforms at ABC. There's magazine shows, there's a nightline evening news show that goes out after midnight every night that sometimes does a bit more international coverage on, on more kind of smaller stories that wouldn't make the main evening news. So there's a magazine show called 2020. Um, you know, we, we also have, um, a 24 hour news station now that has time and air to, to, uh, put stories on the air that wouldn't otherwise be there. So, you know, I'd say whatever publication you're, you're, you're looking at, know that publication and say, well, you know, I have this idea, maybe we could fit it in on, I see you on, you know, page fifty, and every month you do this kind of story. Maybe we could fit it in there. That that, um, from speaking to editors, is always something that they they appreciate. And, and you know, there's an endless demand for good content. So you know, I, I think if you can produce good copy, clean copy with with good clean pitches, you know, an editor anywhere will will, will want it.
0: Presumably, learn American spellings as well. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, learn to spell badly. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, I, I I still do it. I, I feel very strange doing it now. Now that I'm back home, still not putting the use in and and all of that. But but I I need to. I guess that's where the audience is. But um, yeah, and I, I, I don't know if there's more general things that I'd say are different in American audiences. I not nothing particular. You know, obviously politics and all that is very different. But you know, from Certainly, in the I, I was away for eight years, and the amount of American politics and Irish media has kind of ballooned in that time. And that it, it feels like we're or, or, you know, who's following who, but it seems like gl- global media has become a lot more homogenized in the last decade or so. Well, the
0: last few years, I, I remember about six months ago, one morning, waking up and realized, you know, I don't know anything the American president did in the last week. And, that's, and that was a great relief after the four years that it had come before it
1: <laughs> yeah i i you know, i think there's definitely a trump factor in that in that you know trump was just of interest to media all over the world um but you know definitely you know the amount of people who watch cnn now in ireland or you know the the the, the amount of just with online the amount of people who read the new york times um you know my my father-in-law, who is a farmer in Westmead, has a subscription to the New York Times, which is kind of
0: amazing, really. Yeah, I was thinking even uh, just um, it's not exactly our story, but we are right next door to the UK, which means if you're Irish, you're also well-placed to report on things like Brexit and perhaps pick up on uh, some of the things that are happening just a little off the centre, centre which a very London-centric media over there doesn't always pick up on as well uh, in addition to EU and being an English language vector in, into into that that market as well and reporting on what what the EU is up to and how that affects the US was, I suppose recently NATO as well yeah definitely you know
1: i, th- I think things like that you know um there's been a lot written in the Irish press recently about Ireland joining NATO. I, I I I would hazard a guess that your average American reader does not know that Ireland is not in NATO or know anything about Ireland's neutrality. And um, I think in terms of interest, like there is huge interest in anything Irish. Um, you know, I, I wrote very little about Ireland in my time there, but a couple of times I think, um, you know, the um, same sex marriage referendum, when that happened here, there was interest, there was coverage of that everywhere. Um, and same on the repeal the eighth, uh, referendum. So the, you know, even though we're a tiny country on, on the, uh, on the edge of Europe, obviously just given the, the Irish American diaspora over there, there's far more interest in Irish stories than, you know, in stories about Slovenia or whatever another similar-sized country in Europe would be, that um, uh, I wouldn't underestimate the value of of Irish stories. Um, you know, plus, there's there's plenty of um, publications in the US that are are only aimed at an Irish diaspora as well. You know, the, um, I can't think the name of the, the um, offhand, but there, there's there's a you know. All the big cities in in America have Irish newspapers um, that are ho- always looking for online, and I, I think regularly publish stuff from from um, reporters in Ireland. Um, yeah, there's always story. I, I I saw was it Matt the story of Matt Damon being stuck in Dorky during the pandemic that got quite a, quite a, did did the rounds in u.s media as well so you know there's always quirky opportunities like that um but um the only thing i was just saying like it like find your niche if you have a niche interest there's a publication for that in the u.s that there there might necessarily be here so that, 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 that's 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 the other thing
0: yeah just even a movie movie and tv production since you mentioned uh matt damon uh an awful lot of because of well partly our tax breaks in this country and things like Game of Thrones raising the profile. There's an awful lot of uh, production happening in this country at the moment that, uh, for shows that end up on Netflix and so on that go out everywhere. That's another avenue, less newsy but more feature and entertainment. That kind of those kinds of stories as well.
1: Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you can snag an interview with, with, uh, uh, a star of game of Thrones or whatever the latest net Netflix thing is, um, you know, there's kind of related to that niche. There's a huge market for just entertainment news in, in in America. Um, and you know, that, that will definitely, you know, as, as, as we've seen from the Oscars this week, which seems to be, you know, do, dominating the, the, uh, the news stories, even even more than Ukraine, I think, perhaps as an antidote to, to the Ukraine story. But um, yeah, that, that's, um, that's a good, very good point that we're kind of outsized role in, in film and television in this island, certainly. Pitching stories, it's probably more likely going to be like print stories that for people are more likely to get published from here. Uh, I realize I haven't said a whole lot, but I, I hope hopefully you have other guests who can maybe add a bit more detail because, like, I'm I'm not an editor really, so in terms of of that. But you know, I
0: even on the other side of the coin, have you had experience pitching print stories too? Um,
1: I mean, I guess I can talk a little bit about the process of how I would pitch stories. You know, so you know, um, I'd say you know just in terms of how I, m- most of my job is not is not reporting it it's this verification that I touched on but um you know i do when when I have time i do uh write for our website, which is effectively like a print publication um and in terms of the process of pitching for that you know i I'm generally writing about disinformation or or facebook and um one of the one of the things i guess i i consider uh in a pitch is what what we will be able to publish on this and, and and what we will be able to say um, in terms of and, and that, that's maybe more of an, an ABC angle, but the standards at Department of ABC is quite strict as to what you can get past and what you can say. Um, so in terms of, you know, reporting on Facebook where, um, or, you know, any, any of the social media platforms that you generally need to have some empirical evidence, um, and, and, and have that pretty well laid out before you'll be able to pitch. So a lot of the time, you know, for anyone looking to pitch stories on disinformation is looking for reports you know there are a number of organizations out there um first draft news is one that that does some reports um, um but it's not a lot of kind of academic institutions or um think tanks that will do do uh, research based on social media and you know you really need to uh make sure you have concrete figures in order to pitch that so you know i like can that that process, I, I will go through that with pitch to an editor and you know make sure I I I, I have a strong line on uh from uh, another voice other than myself. So it's not me looking at Facebook data and saying this is what Facebook is. It's it's you know, um ex-researchers have proved that Facebook is not tackling uh disinformation on their platform. Um so In terms of that process, the the process, because I'm obviously pitching internally and I know these editors, so I can probably pick up the phone and talk to them. But it it still would be similar, I guess, to what what I wouldn't is that I can very clearly outline, say, you know, our readers will be interested in this because it shows that Facebook are not promising what they did or that, you know, this is uh, possibly uh, affecting uh potential voters in a bad way or 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 leaning them one way or the other and 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 put that kind of front and center and then you know outline why you can say that and and the voices that i think would be good on both sides for this and you know obviously you reach out to the platforms for comment and all of that kind of stuff as well but um i think clearly just outlining to an editor saying this is this is the story i have Uh, these are the voices that will help tell it and you know this is how this is how I want to go about it. And also something I probably should have mentioned before is when you think you can deliver that copy by and the length. Uh, that's always important to editors because you know you might just be calling them on a Thursday when they're short for stories for the next day. And if you can turn around clean copy really quickly, that's invaluable to an editor.
0: Okay, Fernando Gallagher, thank you for joining me, and to everyone listening, stay safe and take care. Thanks very much, Gerard. This has been the Freelance Forum podcast with Jared Cunningham. The forum is brought to you by the Dublin Freelance Branch of the National Union of Journalists and made possible by network funding from the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland, Sectoral Learning and Development Programme. Music by PodSummit.com released under a Creative Commons Zero license into the public domain. I'm Jared Cunningham, thanks for listening. Take care and stay safe.